0: You're listening to another episode of Working Music This episode was recorded on the 21st of April 2022 This is episode number 10, Beating the Black Dog Well hello, hello, hello once again And after a hiatus of about probably a little more than 18 months Since I last did the last podcast for Working Music And here I am back once again Episode number 10 and uh, well, in this episode number 10, finally making double digits, I figure I'm going to talk about probably the reason I haven't been around for the last 18 months doing more podcasts. Um, and as you may have already heard, the title of this podcast is called Beating the Black Dog. And what is the black dog? Well, for those of you who know what the black dog is, you know, and those of you who don't, the black dog is the depression and the, uh, the the dark thoughts that surround many of us on a daily basis. And uh, you know, in uh, early 2020, when COVID hit and decimated the music industry, basically the whole entertainment industry as a whole, it uh, it's had a lot more effect behind the scenes than a lot of people will ever realise. Um, and, you know, a lot of people don't realise that a lot of musicians out there are uh, depressive kind of people um, and they they use music as their, their coping mechanism, their tool for ge- getting stuff out, of trying to explain what's going on in their head and stuff and it works very well for a lot of musicians and unfortunately sometimes It doesn't work well enough and uh, the black dog gets on top of them and sometimes unfortunately wins. But over the last 18 months, personally myself, I've been battling that sort of darkness of the black dog and, uh, you know, I won't say that it's only been the last 18 months. I mean, I guess in some form or another it's been there probably my whole life. But, uh, yeah, COVID definitely made matters a lot worse and did for a lot of other people too. Um, And there's many people out there who can't understand how people can get into these mental states. Um, But it happens. And dark thoughts creep in. And when bad things happen in your life... You tend to uh, focus on them all too much. Try to find reason, um, and nine times out of ten, the reasoning you find just darkens the thoughts even further. And and that this it becomes a repetitive cycle. Um, and from a male perspective, um, I've often you know heard it said quite often, and it's. You know, it's been a thing of the, the media gaining more attention about it. Is that is that men tend to not talk about their feelings and and bottle it up, and you know this is why they it's a lot harder for them or something like that. You know, because they it, it's uh, you know you hear people say that that women sometimes cope with it easier because they have all their their girlfriends around and they can talk and and, and you know they they very good at sharing their emotions and all that sort of stuff and and men uh, are generally seen as you know, closed off and trying to hold up the the um, the staunch figure of a man who you know I've got this I can, I can handle it it's all it's all good I'm a man not a problem unfortunately uh, well there's plenty of men out there who know that that's not exactly the case and men generally don't tend to have those uh, Friend circles where they can get together with coffee and talk about their feelings. It just doesn't seem to be something that that happens. Um, you know, and I've put a lot of thought into this um, over the last eighteen months. Um, and you know, I've often heard it said that um, yeah, you know, you know, men should open up and and speak about their feelings more, and, and not 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 be afraid to talk about their feelings. And you know, from a personal perspective. I don't really think it's a matter of men are afraid to talk about their feelings. I think I think there's a lot more that that comes into play. There's a lot more reasoning behind it. For myself, I I find that um, you know I I look at my friends and I think well you know they're all busy with their lives and doing their things and they've got stuff going on and they got problems too. They don't need you know they don't want to hear my stuff and they haven't got time to to worry about my stuff. They've got plenty of their own stuff. So from a man's perspective, we don't particularly want to bother other people with our problems because we, we know they've got enough of their own. Um, and, you know, we don't want to bother them. We don't want to intrude um, on, on their busy lives and, and, you know, their families and so forth. You know, they've got a lot to worry about themselves. So our problems uh, tend to get pushed to the side because, well, we just don't want to bother people. It's it's, it's not a matter of um, not wanting to talk about our feelings. It's We just don't want to bother somebody else with our problems, I guess. Um, and th- this prompts me to think, especially musicians, you know, like uh, I know, uh, obviously being a musician, um, I, I know a lot of musicians – who suffer from depression from time to time, who have, you know, uh, those down moments where they just feel that they can't cope anymore or nothing's going to go right for them. or that you know, they're they're just – and it all gets too much. And I think, you know, what what COVID has brought out to me more and more um, or made more prominent to me – is that I think we as individuals, whether we're suffering from depression or whether we're not, you know, maybe we've got all our ducks in a row and we're fighting fit and living life to the fullest and having the, the grand old time. Um, you know, I, th- I think as as human beings, sometimes we need to stop and think to ourselves, okay, well, life's great that's grand is life great for all my friends should I you know should I go and invite them out for a coffee and sit down and ask them how how life is whatnot and I don't just mean you know go and ring up George who's you know happily married with two lovely kids got a great job and just just ask him how things going you can tell when friends are struggling um and even those who try to hide it, um, you know, you just got to look at life events in in their life and things that are going on for them, and and you know if if it appears that one or two of them are having a bit of down luck or things aren't going their way, might be a good idea to maybe just put the hand of friendship out and say, hey mate, you want to go and catch a drink or, uh, you know. Uh, have a coffee, catch up for lunch, whatever. Um, it's it's not just a female thing to catch up with friends for lunch. It's um, we should all attempt to step out and do it, um, because sometimes that's the difference it makes. Just the, the five minutes out of your day, um, because most guys won't want to bother you with their problems. They, you know, they'll internalise it. Um, and they, they can see you leading your busy life with your, you know, fantastic job and your five kids or whatever it is and, you know, three dogs and two cars and you've got a lot going on and then they don't want to bother you for that sort of stuff. And, you know, um, the kind word, the two minutes of your time sometimes just makes all the difference. It really does. Um. Early in the beginning of twenty twenty, before before COVID actually became a thing, um, I myself was having a bit of a downtime with the music industry, as it is, and and you know most musicians will understand that that feeling. That they go through those uh, ups and downs, ebbs and flows of you know some days are great, you know, next week eh not so good, and we all suffer that. And the beginning of twenty twenty, I was having a bit of a bit of a downtime about it all, and you know, I had a, a bit of uh, uh, shitty luck, so to speak, um, with other people in the industry, and 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 it just sort of added up of all the disappointments throughout over the years of you know unfulfilled promises and and all that sort of stuff, which the music industry is full of. I mean, it's. We shan't kid ourselves at all about that. Um, the broken promises, um, unfulfilled dreams, um, you know, lots of people out there willing to promise the world and lucky if they can deliver a bucket of sand. And that's just what it comes down to. It's, it's That's the reality of it. And I, I guess the longer you're in the music industry, the more you become you – to accept that that's just what it is it's, it's it it's a lot of hard work most people you know when we think of uh, people in the audience who come to see shows and stuff like that they've got no idea of 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 what it took to put on that show that's in front of them they think that we're all up there having fun and it's well, what a great life it must be you know and uh, sometimes yeah sometimes the, those moments are great But, you know, they only account for, maybe they account for 2% of your whole musical career are those really high notes and there's a lot of low notes along the way that uh, sort of, you know, they add up over time and they do make it hard. So in the beginning of 2020 I was having one of them very low notes. I was distraught basically just thinking I've wasted all these years um, trying to, you know, being bigger, better, whatever. And it's it's just sort of felt like well, it's amounted to nothing. and And in retrospect, that's incorrect. I mean I've personally I feel today I can look back and I go, i've I've achieved quite a few little pinnacles that make me proud of the fact that I've been in the entertainment industry uh, as both a musician and a sound engineer. Um, you know, I've done some wonderful things and work with some incredible people uh, because of that. So I do try and focus on those things these days because if you focus on the, the negative parts, most of the time you just don't want to get out of bed. And for the last 18 months, I just haven't had the, the drive, the desire to keep creating uh, podcast content. Um, you know, I... I reached out to a friend or two who have done a couple with me, and that sort of, for one reason or another, stopped, or the enthusiasm was gone. I don't know, you know, maybe it's just me, oh, or for whatever reason, you know, um, it became a difficult thing to organize. And, and I really enjoy collaborating with other people, especially in terms of the podcast, because. Mm-hmm. I feel it's such a nicer environment for the listener when there's uh, people talking, having a conversation and and throwing ideas back and forth and, and varying opinions. Um, and my goal eventually is that, you know, I could build it up to where I could almost have like a round table podcast going on, albeit from different people in different parts of the world, having conversations about different topics relating to the entertainment industry and the music industry. Um, and I think that would be very interesting um, for people all over the world. Anyway, I digress. Getting back to the original point, I was trying to make. In the early 2020, I was feeling down about the whole thing, and I wrote and released my song called "The Flame," which was basically just you know my dis- expressing my disappointment of the music industry and how I just felt like I didn't have that flame anymore that the fire that, you know, I once had when I was 18, 19, 20 and just, you know, reaching for the world. And uh, a, a mus- musical friend, um, a musical acquaintance that I know had heard the song and he sent me a message and he said, he said, I understand what you're singing about and that, you know, you feel like you've got, you, uh, you know, music's let you down and, and you've, You're not, you don't feel like you've got whatever it is that you needed or that you wanted to feel that you have. And he said, but I listened to that song and it sounds to me like you've got exactly what you need. And, you know, your flame is still burning very bright. And that, that just, that that comment was, gave me a whole new perspective. And, uh, you know, some of the greatest songs have been written. By musicians in very depressive states, feeling absolutely crap, and they put it down on paper and they they write it, and out comes this great song. Um, and as I said, it's a musician's way of processing his thoughts, putting them into context of something that that he can understand, and that he hopes that other people will understand. Um, and so I was, I was, um, yeah, I was very pleased that somebody took the time out of their busy day just to say to me, hey, you know, regardless of what you've said in your song, I think this, and I think, you know, you, you actually have still got the flame, I guess. Uh, and that was great. Um, however, you know, the black dog, it rides us all. And that very same person the following year, last year, uh, he took his own life because it all got too much. And I had no idea that he was even in that state um, because I only ever saw him as a musical talent who would get up and he could sing and do his stuff and did it well. And you just sometimes you just you just don't know. you just miss the signs. Let's, let's take Robin Williams, for instance. There's a classic example. You just missed the signs. He's a man that made the world laugh, and yet inside, he was dying. And it got the better of him in the long term. So there's a lot of musicians out there who understand exactly what I'm talking about. And a lot of people in the entertainment industry who have gone through this incredible period of just lowness since COVID hit the scene, you know, two years of just nothing, of, of you know, sometimes wondering, can you pay the rent? How, where's the next lot of money coming from? Because I personally, I, I totally understand how it all happened. Within one, well, probably within the space of three or four days, I had lost all my work booked for the rest of the year. In a space of three or four days, it was the most uh, mind blowing, mind numbing feeling to just be sitting there thinking, uh, I, how do I put food on the table? How do I pay my rent? My kids need stuff. I like, I was beside myself. No idea. Um. Thankfully, thankfully, I I found ways, and and I was lucky enough. You know, the Australian government. Gave us the uh, job keeper for, for a little while And that certainly did help I'm very, very thankful for that And I know a lot of other musician And entertainment industry friends Were also very thankful for that um, it, it was a band-aid fix Because at some point it had to end And unfortunately it ended long before The entertainment industry was able to get back To even look like getting back on its feet And even even now... It's still just it's starting to spread its wings again. Um, so that's that's over two years. Um, I was lucky enough myself to find a full time job when the job keeper finished, um, and I hadn't had a full time job anywhere for many years because I'd worked as a musician and as an audio engineer contractor. So you know all my all my work was booked on contract basis, uh, ahead in advance, you'd fill out your diary and fill out stuff for the year, and you just sort of took work as it came in. And that worked fine for many years, because there was always plenty of work. I was always fortunate enough to have my hand in enough different pies, so to speak, to keep the work and the money flowing in fairly regularly. And then all of a sudden, it just stopped. And... Wow, I I tell you, I can guarantee the black dog climbed upon many a musician, many um, event crew, you know, many a people in the entertainment industry have struggled not just financially but emotionally, mentally and in some cases even physically to get through What's been, you know, a, a pretty down time, that's for sure. It's great to see things starting to open up again. It's great to see friends out working again and doing what they love to do. Myself, personally, I'm back out um, performing again. Fantastic. It's, it's an absolute blessing and a pleasure to get the opportunity to be getting back to doing what I love doing, although I still have my full-time day job now. And I'm not sure it's something I'd like to let go anytime soon, um, especially not these days. But, uh, yeah, look, I I think it's really important to um, acknowledge what, especially in my... Um, the people in the entertainment industry, and I know that many other industries were also affected. But this podcast is aimed and targeted at the people in the entertainment industry um, and and music business. That's so um, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's what I discuss, and and so and that's what I'm focused on here. And you know, a huge percentage, like I I would probably go as far as to say, ninety. Ninety percent of all the people in the music entertainment industry were affected severely. Um, you know, obviously your ten percent, well, you know, TV stations and so forth still did their things. So most of those people kept working. However, there would have been a lot. They would have been at reduced capacity as well. So there, there would have been layoffs there. And then you've got your, you know, your rich musicians who, okay, they couldn't work for a couple of years, but they probably recorded stuff in their little home studios and still released things, and so didn't probably quite hit them as hard. But I'm talking about the working musician, the working event staff, the you know, the the working crew, the ones who who live week to week and you know thrive on events, and that's how they make their money. Um, they're not living in the million dollar mansions. and they're, you know, that is the majority of the entertainment industry. Don't be fooled in thinking that the entertainment industry is just all these great you know famous musicians and and lots and lots of money. That is such such a small percentage of the music industry like probably it's probably one percent of the amount of people who actually work in the industry. Matter of fact, it's probably less than that. It's probably about half a percent. So you, the numbers are astronomical who have been affected over the last two years. And I dare say there would have been quite a number who it got too much for and who didn't beat the black dog, who got taken down and just couldn't see the light any further. And my heart goes out to them and to their families um, and to their friends who, you know, probably still to this day struggle to understand why they chose that way out. And, you know, I'd like to see less people. I'd like to see no people choose that way out. And and believe me, it's a hard thing for the people who – get suffocated by it so it's up to us as a whole to reach out and you know when you see a friend having a bit of a down time when you see something crappy happen to them don't just assume that they're on top of it because they turn up to work tomorrow smiling or you know you whatever you you know just like don't just assume that they're okay because they look okay Ask some questions. Um, and if you're uncomfortable asking questions, just, just um, socialise. Just reach out and say, hey, let's go for a coffee. Let's go for lunch. Blah, blah, blah. Let's arrange a time, you know. Now, sometimes or, or even a lot of the time, they're going to probably make it feel like hard work because it's not that they don't want to you know, socialise or, or you know, spend some time. But in the back of their head, they, they don't want to bother you. They don't want to, you know, they don't, they don't want to be a hassle to other people. Um, so, you know, sometimes you may have to insist. And I insist you insist because, you know, the alternative is you're listening to a eulogy and well, we need less of that, and we need more. We need more hands reaching out and and helping people up emotionally. Uh, it's a hell of a roller coaster ride this thing we call life, and you know, you just don't know what's going to happen today, tomorrow. We don't know. You know, right now we've got Russia. At doing all sorts of, you know, whatever the hell they want, throwing their weight around. And, you know, well, we, we don't know if they could th- throw a nuclear weapon in the air. We, we don't know that that won't happen. I mean, I've heard plenty of people say, oh, you know, they won't do this. they won't, But we don't know. We just don't know. So we live in an uncertain world and in, and in uncertain times. Although if I look back over history – I really would fail to find any period that was certain. I think, I think every day is an uncertain times. So it's kind of a bit of a, an odd phrase, really, because you know, we, has there ever been a time where everybody on the earth has just all gotten along quite happily? I don't believe so. So life is uncertain. That's one thing that I'm certain about. We don't know. What's going to happen tomorrow? We don't even know if we'll be here tomorrow, but we are here today, and you know, we we can take two minutes just to reach out to a friend and uh, just just check up on them. It doesn't have to be anything else than just make a call. How are you going? Just haven't seen you for a while. Everything okay? Cool. No worries. We should catch up soon. Um, you know, whatever. Or do you want to catch up? Or do you want to do something? I don't know. Uh, but we definitely need to do more talking about it and and from my from my point of view it's it's those those that are suffering from the depression aren't going to do much talking off the bat. They're going to need a bit of prompting uh, from the from the people who aren't suffering, from the people who do feel that they've got their life together and things are on track. That is fantastic and I'll take my hat off to you. But I think you need to, um, you know, spare, spare a thought for your fellow man, so to speak. And just see how they're all going. Um, yeah. So that's that's all I want to talk about on this uh, episode number 10. I'd kind of like to, at some point, maybe come back and touch on this subject again, because I, I don't think it, it's not a subject that we can just talk about once and then move on and and. Feeling. that's all done, I've, I've said it, everybody knows now we don't need to talk about it again I think it's something that we need to continue to talk about and if, if I can uh, muster up the the energy or the, the drive to continue putting these shows together which I really hope I can I, I really want to do more and more I, I want to just continue to discuss the music business that in all aspects and covering everywhere, you know, all over the globe. I, I'd love to hear from anybody from anywhere of their opinions. Um, so so maybe, you know, maybe I, I might continue to do special episodes. So maybe at episode 20, um, maybe I could invite a couple of other people to come on and we can have another – we can touch on the subject again and have a roundtable discussion of thoughts and – um opinions and ideas and continue that on. Maybe every 10 episodes we just come back to it and talk about it, talk to other people, get more opinions, get more ideas um, and find, you know, more resources for help for people who really need it. You know, and I mean, yes, you can, here in Australia, you can ring Lifeline if you need to. Um, sorry, I don't have the number off the top of my head, but you can Google it. It's not hard. And, and resources like that are great. It's great that they exist, but even it, sometimes it's harder for somebody to talk to a stranger. Um, they don't, they not get, I don't think that they feel that they're going to get the compassion that they want, um, the empathy. Um, I don't know. So It's great that those services are there. I feel that the people who really need services like that underutilise them and probably don't reach out. And they're the ones that we've really got to be concerned about. They're our friends, our neighbours, our brothers, our sisters, mothers, uncles, aunties. You just don't know. You just don't know. But it doesn't hurt to ask, you know. It just doesn't hurt to ask. Um, you know, how you doing? Is everything all right? Anything, you know? Anything getting you down? Can I help you with anything? Can we sit and talk? I'm happy to listen to anything you got to say. I don't have the answers. I don't profess to have the answers to anything in this world. But hey, I'm happy to listen. Definitely happy to listen. Just like I'm happy to listen to anybody out there who's listening to my podcast. If you want to send me an email about anything, you can send any emails to feedback at workingmusic.com.au. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, Is this a topic that people are happy for me to talk about? Do you want to hear more about it? Do Do you, you know, what's it like in other countries? Um. Has this sort of thing affected you personally? Do you know musicians or, or people from the entertainment industry who it all got too much for and they they, they took the worst option? Um, yeah, let's share. Let's talk and share. That's uh, I, I think that's a really good starting point is sharing. Um, yeah, sharing locally and globally and... Try and get on top of this, because it affects so many people. Anyway, I think I've rattled on enough. Um, I, I hope somebody gets something from this, and uh, and you know, I do hope that it, it opens up a dialogue with anybody and everybody in the world in the entertainment industry, and uh, to chat about it. As I said, uh, you can send me questions or thoughts at feedback at workingmusic.com.au and yeah we'll go from there next week um, next week well I'll say I won't say next week I'll say next episode because it may not be next week but I'll do my best but the next episode and we're going to talk about uh, small PA operators Um, that's one thing I'd like to touch on and of course We'll discuss getting back to the stage and things opening up again and, you know, performances starting to happen again all over the place and, you know, how good it feels. Anyway, that's it for me. Thanks for stopping by and having a listen and, look, I I hope you keep coming back. Share with your friends and uh, let's try and build a bit of an audience here and just keep on talking working music. I'll catch you next time.